My brothers and sisters, thanks for being with us. We're going to talk today about the problem of porn and how to overcome it with one of my dear friends, Jason Everett. Thanks for being with us. Jason, man. Thank you for being here, brother. It's good to be with you. Uh, it was good Very to have this show as an excuse to draw you out to Colorado and hang out. Always happy to come back. Always happy. Uh, I, I want to dive into porn. I'm so grateful for your new book. I'm so. You probably I, shouldn't do that. I, <laughs> right? <laughs> porn, good or bad? <laughs> bad, bad. Yeah. Bad. Don't okay. Dive well, into that's the. Uh, We're that's not going to dive of, into it. That's the end of the interview, and yeah. uh, we'll see you. Yeah. No, um, I, I, I've always been grateful for your friendship and for your your witness. Uh, but now as a dad of teenagers, so grateful for your chastity ministry, man. Yeah. Uh, you've been you've been giving chastity talks for 20 years. Yeah. I got a lot of my start in speaking with chastity. I, I know friends who are sheriffs. Yeah. And, you know, they get their start in the prison system. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. learn the ropes. Yeah. And like, if you could, I, this is this is an audience where if you died on the way to the talk. They'd be like, cool, the chassis speaker died. We don't have to sit in the talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and you've been doing this for 20 years to, to, to what, a million young people mm -hmm. between math and lunch, and they're sitting next to the girl they're having sex with. Yeah. And it's your job. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Oh. Well, right, right? No, really, it's, seriously. People might look at you and say, what, what drives you to do that work for, for, for this long? Oh. What, what motivates you? It, it's heaven. People think I have the hardest job in the world. But it's, it's literally like handing out free steak in Somalia. I mean, you have a wow. starving audience that don't, don't know that they're starving wow. right now. Wow. I mean, Steve Jobs said people don't know what they want until you show it to them. And so before the talk, yeah, there, there's the resistance mm -hmm. to it. When, one school in Florida told all the kids, we're going to have a chastity talk tomorrow, you know, at school. So we're looking forward to it. One third of the entire school did not show up for school. They, they called in sick. A third of the entire high school. Wow. The principal said, we don't even have that many doctors in the city to take care of that many sick wow. kids. But they just didn't want to hear it because what they thought that it was. But then after the talk, it's different. I was at a high school in New York and told the kids, if you need to hang out and talk afterwards, I'll be here to listen. And the kids formed a line seven hours long. Seven hours long? Yeah, we had to cut the line off to get the next talk at 5.30. Okay, um, but yeah, what's the secret sauce here, buddy? Because there's parents listening right now who are thinking, I, there's I, no way I want to sit and even talk with my own kid yeah. about this. Uh, and, and a lot of people, even within the church, interpret your work as repressive or like, mm -hmm. what's this guy's hang up with his own sexuality? Yeah. What's going on <laughs> here? Uh, and yet this is something liberating. Oh, it is. What, uh, how are you framing the message to get a, a line seven hours long to, to just talk to the guy who just told them? to wait till marriage. Yeah, I, I think the key is not so much in what I say. A boy came up to me after one of the talks and he gave me a drawing that he had made of me of the talk as a gift and had symbols all over me and there's fire coming out of my head. And I'm like, what, what is this? And he said, the fire is coming out of your ears because you hear us. And wow. to me, it had been like the best compliment a kid ever wow. gave. Not I tell good jokes, give a talk, like I hear them. And, and they know that during the talk, that I've listened to them for 20 years. Wow. And they feel heard to the voices that they've stifled even in them, themselves of just like, wait a minute, this guy's not shaming me and wagging a finger at me and judging me and condemning me to hell. Mm. He's calling me out to, to love the way that I actually want to love. Like mm. lust has been dissatisfying to me. I want something better, but I've just been gorging on this counterfeit. And here along comes this guy that's not, mm. you know, you know telling, talking down to me. He's open in his heart and his struggles that he's had and his life and the guy's real and he's happy and he's demanding. 
mm. and I, I want a piece of that. And and, mm. and so they know that I love them, and Praise they know God. that I'm, you know, and, and so they come up and they spill their beans, and uh, you know, I hear all their confessions. I can't absolve any of them, <laughs> but I, I hear quite a lot, and they know that that, that I'm going to listen to them. I, so. and that's what I love about your approach to this topic, mm -hmm. and, and it comes through in your new, new book uh, about pornography. Yeah. And I and I I'm grateful too. Like when I was, you know, I was in parish youth ministry, and I felt the Lord calling me to speak, and you're like. Help me out with this. Is the yeah. demand's ridiculous? Yeah. yeah. And uh, watching you do it, it, it was it was a great cue for me and how to how to approach that topic. And it was a joy for me. I mean, yeah. I was, I'm joking around about it. And yeah. I, um, but it, but and, and now I'm I'm mainly talking basic evangelization. But even when I was yeah. doing chastity, yeah, it's it's good news. It is evangelization. Yeah, it's the good news. Yeah, you're you're created for love. Mm -hmm. You you mess up, you got a savior. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna wash you off and make you new. Yeah. Uh, and I see that come through in the porn book. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into the stuff in the porn book, mm -hmm. why is porn even a problem? I mean, some, some people think, you know, really what's the harm? Or um, if you talk about the harm of it, even people within the, the church sometimes say, well, the real harm is simply the actors in the porn movies. So the, 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 the user experience isn't that harmful. Yeah. Uh, and if you think it's really that harmful... Again, maybe you got some issues. You're kind of a repressed, yeah. old-school Catholic. Uh, what, what's the harm? And, ha and how widespread is the problem now? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the biggest porn websites puts out their statistics every year, and they said the previous year, people spent on their website alone a total of 4.5 billion hours watching porn. One? So 4.5. Uh, that's one website in one year. So that's 500,000 years of human life wasted on one porn site in one year. Uh, wow. that, that just give you just the beginning of the scope of the problem. But in terms of the harm, I mean, yeah, the people in the industry and the viewers and the marriages that are falling apart. A, a wife emailed me this week and she said that our talks are the one thing that kept her from driving her car off the road to kill herself because of the betrayal trauma she's going through of her porn-addicted husband. And uh, like, so you look wow. at the, the hearts of the spouse that feel betrayed by it. But to me, one of the, the greatest now, her sufferings... Her husband might just be thinking, well, just get over it. Yeah, like hurting, like you know, you're just right? puritanical, repressive. Just right, right. you know, be more available to me sexually. Maybe I won't have to do this. What, it's would, not you, like what would you say to that husband who's, who who would, if he's sitting right here right now, being honest, would say she's just got to get over it. It's not a big deal. Uh, like, was this your idea of fidelity when you promised to be true to her all the days of your life on the yeah. altar? Was yeah. I'll be true to you except when I'm on Pornhub, you know? But yeah. the rest of the time, yeah, I'm all yours. Like, except my interior you know, life and imagination. Yeah, I'm my, yeah, I totally belong to you except for my eyeballs. In yeah. my imagination, yeah. in my heart, and all that, and so like the suffering. One thing that just pains me the most as a father. Um, there's a I read an article of a, a pediatric nurse, and she was in Kansas City, and she's explaining what they're seeing. She's treating sexual abuse survivors as kids. Yeah. Uh, what they're finding is the number one perpetrator of sex crimes against children is not the clergy, is not a perverted guy down the street trying to give candy out of the car, some live-in boyfriend. Um, it's 11 to 15 year old boys who've been exposed to porn is the wow. most common sexual predator to children. And the most often wow. getting abused is four to eight year old girls. So basically the boy sees porn on the phone and then his little sister has a slumber party with her cousin, wow. is eight years old, parents are asleep, stuff happens, and he's having her reenact stuff that he's seeing on these phones. This one hospital said, we're seeing about a thousand cases a year of this in our hospital alone in Kansas City. Mm multiply that across the globe and it's catastrophic mm. and then these kids try to enter into relationships or vocations mm. and they're literally coming up to me chris every single assembly i've done this year uh, every trip i have girls coming up to me declaring themselves to be asexual 
saying, I, I, I've yeah. seen it, I know what that's about, count me out, I am asexual, that is my identity. Yeah. Because if that's what intimacy that's what is, sex is, no thank you. Yeah. And the, and the vision they're, they're taught on porn. And there's, there's kids watching porn to learn how, how, oh. how sex works. Yeah, and it's violent. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. this is not healthy, normal mm -hmm. sexual intimacy. Yeah. I mean, this is people getting off on violence. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and when the internet spreads, I mean, it's, it's great to see people in, in low-income countries get cell phones. And like, but usually what happens is they're not starting businesses on there and, mm -hmm. and starting an Etsy account. Yeah. Uh, what you see is an explosion in porn in these places. Oh, yeah. What is it in human nature that draws people to this? And I love that you started the book uh, by getting people to turn to their own desires. Because this is, yeah. again, when you, when you preach chastity or, or this topic, yeah. you're using the framework of the gospel message to talk about this particular issue. Yeah. So you're, you're taking the gospel to where it, you're hitting them yeah. in a deep, intimate yeah. place, a yeah. vulnerable place. Uh, but the gospel, according to John, starts with Jesus' first question to humanity. What are you looking for? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's, yeah. that's how you start when you do a chassis talk. That's how you start your porn book. And I love this one quote by Bruce Marshall that you, you included in the mm -hmm. book. The young man who rings the bell at a brothel is unconsciously looking for God. Whoa. Um, spell out that connection and why helping people make that connection is important for reordering desire. Yeah, well, I mean, so often underneath these addictions is really a legitimate unmet need. Mm. And until that's really addressed, all you're doing is treating symptoms. Like, oh, here's the problem, it's the porn. It's like, well, no, maybe the porn is the fruit growing out of some type of lie that came out of some wound in that person's life of like, maybe I'm not worth even being looked at myself. Mm. But here are these thousands of flawless women that desire me with no risk of rejection that are constantly available at my disposal, placing no de demands upon me. Yeah. It just feeds upon our basest of natures. But underneath all of that, we long for something where there's a great clip I found, I put in the book, this little quote where this evangelical guy was really struggling in his marriage, cheating on his wife, prostitutes, uh, I mean, strippers, uh, I mean, poor master, everything. And he finally opens up to another Christian friend. Like, hey, look, I'm at the bottom of the <laughs> end of my rope. I've been doing all this horrible stuff. And his friend said to him, well, you know, if what you want to really do is look at porn and masturbate, then go ahead and do it. His friend is like, what? Like, like I knew this guy to be an upstanding Christian guy. Wow. And he's like, what? He said, no, if, if what you really want to do is look at porn and masturbate, <laughs> go ahead and do it. And his friend was frustrated. He kind of pounded the desk. He said, that's not what I really want. And his friend just smiled and he said, exactly. Uh -huh. And it was this watershed uh -huh. moment. Like, I am not completely depraved. There yeah. is a desire in me for authentic love that runs deeper than my addiction mm. to lust. Mm. But as long as these legitimate real needs aren't getting met of, of what authentic love is supposed to look like, I mean, it, it, you're just gonna be spinning your wheels. Yeah, and you know, and they live a half-life, honestly, when yeah. people are, are, are immersed in this stuff mm -hmm. because their desires aren't really being fulfilled in the right ways. Yeah. And, and we could see this in young adult culture, even among Catholics, where there's such a, a hesitancy to Ask someone out on a date. Yeah, scared to death. Right? Or where marriage is being pushed off further and further, mm -hmm. and it's that FOMO, the fear of missing out. It's like the perfect person will come because they, yeah. they grow up just uh, scrolling yeah, for I the like perfect her, person. Yeah, I like her, I like her, it's a menu. And, the, and that's just, it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it's poisoning dating culture. We've got a question, um, what can we do as young adults to help turn the culture away from porn? Well, I think the first thing you gotta do is yourself. 
You've got to mm. reject all these pornographic temptations that come mm. on a daily basis to you. It's so often to say, I got to fix this, I got to fix that. Well, in ourselves, we got to stay vigilant to not fall into this stuff. And then, you know, one thing that we've tried to do is we've created the books Forged, and then for the girls, we have one called Uncompromising Purity. By the way, where can they get those books? Chastity.com. Uh, and everything's like. Three, way to score that yeah, website. Yeah, we got that one. That's, <laughs> a, that's a whole other story in itself. <laughs> oh, we no, landed I that one. Um, but we, so we create one for girls, too, because this is not just a guy issue, it yeah. is a real mistake to think, oh, that's a boy problem. For women 30 years and older, typically, yeah, it's like disproportionately men. But when you get under 30 years old, it's almost even now. Wow. How many are looking at the pornography? So we created these two resources, and you can get them for free at Chastity, or you can get them at Chastity.com. If you want them for free, we launched another website called missionariesofchastity.com. Awesome, man. And you just, we just tell us, how many do you want? You want 100 of these, 100 of those? Just email us. We'll put a little project online. People donate through crowdsourcing, and we'll send it to you for free. Praise the Give Lord. Give them out to your youth group. Give them out to the young adult community, the college campus. Pass these things out. So if you mm. really want to spread the message, let us know. We'll send them to you for free. Beautiful, brother. Thanks for doing yeah. that, man. Yeah. And I love in the book, you, you don't just stay uh, in, in the spiritual. You do, you do go there, obviously, yeah. and, and come in touch with your, your real longings. Let's redeem those longings. Yeah. Uh, but you go into the real practical steps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so much of the spiritual life, if it just stays in that realm, which is, is very important, mm -hmm. but if it just stays there, yeah. you know, it's kind of like if you want to lose weight and you just keep learning about diets. Yeah, get another book. Read yeah, another book. Get another book oh, and got learn. great strategies. <laughs> That's right. I know my macros. Yeah, it, <laughs> ma it makes you feel thinner yeah, yeah. and more fit, and it can make you feel more pure and holy, yeah. uh, but it comes down to like, you got, you got to walk this path. Yeah. Uh, and, and you look into things that trigger people yeah. uh, to porn, and you... you Spelled something called a reaction sequence that leads to sin. Let's mm -hmm. pull that slide up. Yeah. Can, can you tell us a little about the whole the trigger thing and the reaction sequence to just give people some practical tips who might be feeling completely overwhelmed? If they're hearing us right now thinking, I can't stop. Yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah. You mm -hmm. can. Go, go for it. Yeah, so, so look at some of the triggers. An acronym we sometimes use is BLAST. And we stole this yeah. in the book without your permission. Oh, go for Please it. Please don't Go plagiarize. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so BLAST can stand for Bored, Lonely, Angry, Stressed, Tired. And mm. so think of that, like, when are you messing up? Like, yeah, yeah, it's when I'm bored, it's after school, my parents aren't home, and I'm kind of lonely. You know, it's not so much when I'm angry, it's not so much, with, but if, if when we respond to those moments of desolation mm. by turning to porn to solve the problem, we kind of remain the emotional age at which we are when we develop this habit mm. for coping with our problems. Mm. And so you might have a 40-year-old guy, but when he gets angry, he doesn't know how to process that, he runs to porn. And that's wow. how he gets out of that. Whether wow. it could be alcohol, could be some other vices. And so we've got to look at, okay, when am I messing up? And so we've got this, okay, time of day. Where's the pattern there that's going on? Mm -hmm. Is it, well, no, it's when I'm trying to fall asleep and I can't fall asleep and, and that's what I'm turning to. Okay, well, let's just start to, to, to identify the places, the times, the affective states. Um, location, where's it happening? In your room. If you know it's late at night, you know it's in your room, you know you're feeling bored and stressed, and then you start going to social media and then you fall into the porn. If, if you don't want a puppy, don't go to the pet shop. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing on a train if you're not going to Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and so it's like, well, I can't avoid late at night. I mean, late at night happens every day for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so alone in a room, well, where am I going to sleep? In the kitchen? I mean, yeah. but we got to think, okay, you know, what can I do? Let's start backing this thing up. So instead of going to the porn that goes through the social, social media, what could I do when I'm bored and I'm stressed instead of this? They say the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's human connection. Mm. It's huge. Because wow. a lot of people think, no, uh, porn's here, addiction here, sobriety's here. I white-knuckled it, I, I went a week, I'm get breaking free. No, the opposite of this is not that. The opposite is human connection. Wow. And with that, this thing will take care of itself. 
because you're, you're not socially connected. You're not to your family, to your God, your parish community, your brothers. I've had guys come to me and said, look, I've struggled with porn for all these years and I've tried everything in the world and you're the first person I've ever told. It's like, well, Why? clearly this Why? is not the first. You haven't tried yeah. everything if you haven't talked to anybody. Yeah. And so you need to be answerable to people, not just for that accountability, you need the fellowship. They can see stuff in you you can't see in yourself. Yeah, the Lord's not saying out. leave sin and go to nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so we're starting to back <laughs> no this thanks. up now that maybe if you have someone to turn to, you won't be as bored. You won't be as lonely. Mm. You won't be alone, so to speak. Mm. And you could start to untangle these things because some of them are inevitable. You've got yeah. the world, the flesh, and the devil. Things are going to come at you. But if we don't have strategies to deal with it, we're just caught off balance. Like playing baseball when I was a kid, T-ball, uh, you don't have the strategy. I mean, they hit the ball to you and you're out there like chewing on your mitt and thinking about dinosaurs and you're just pick up the ball and throw it wherever. <laughs> but like college baseball when I play is so different. It's like, okay, if it comes yeah. to me in the air, I'm going to second base, it goes on third, you know, oh, yeah. I'm going to this base. If you don't have the strategies, you'll be flat-footed, you'll always get beat. And yeah. so we got to start to really look at this reaction sequence because porn isn't where it starts. Before that was the social media surfing, before that you were bored, before that this, this. Let's rewind it and find a different sequence. Mm, mm. And to even engage this battle yeah. where you're coming up with a plan, uh, you also address this in the book, that you have to own the fact that you don't want to win this battle. I mean, there's yeah. so many times I've, I've worked with kids who it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out alone with my girlfriend and I want to be pure. It's like, no, you actually don't. Yeah. yeah. You know, frankly, what you want is the struggle. Yeah. The, there's something you're, you're, you're almost getting off on, the struggle to yeah. not be pure and, mm -hmm. and that you know you're going to fail. Yeah. And, and we, we trick ourselves, like the rationalize, the rational lies that we tell ourselves all the time. Yeah. Uh, I love how you call people to own the fact that they, that they have an affection for this yeah. sin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to renounce it. And this is something that. Um, yeah. I, I've done a lot in my work with the with my IM program and stuff, mm -hmm. where I'm getting people to renounce false names. That I was looking for um, for for the writings of the saints where this is done, and it's not done that often. This mm -hmm. is kind of it's not something you find an abundance of in, in Christian mm -hmm. uh, or Catholic uh, theology, where where it's yeah. important to say out loud, "I renounce this yeah. or that, and I claim this truth." Uh, tell us about the 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 importance of 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 owning your desire, yeah, and 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 engaging the kind of renunciation prayer. Yeah, super powerful of, of how we, we, we retain that affection for our sin, mm. the secret affair, so to speak, of the heart. That I, affair I, of the heart, it's yeah, well like, said, man. I want to kill it, but I want to leave it around a little yeah. bit. I want to wound it, but I don't want to kill it. Mm. And so we delight, like you said, sometimes in the struggle. There's a college girl came up to me recently, and she said, look, my boyfriend and I, we're not doing all this horrible stuff, but she said, we're really praying together, we're doing great. But she said, it's that, that the, the, almost the segue right before sin that we still want to be at. Like we still want to be in that place where we're not sinning, but we're really close to it. And, yeah. and it's always leading back into that. Yeah. And we're having such a hard time just stepping that one step away of that final purge of sanctification to be yeah. able to re renounce the affection of sin and say, look, if this is sin, we need to not want to be next to it. Mm. We need to have a healthy hatred of sin. And it's something we have to ask for, but we've got to call it out by name. You know, it's yeah. like if, if you have a mistress, you're having an affair, as long as she's in the dark, as long as she's hidden, that affair can go on for decades. Yeah. But once the, the light is exposed on the affair, the whole thing is ruined. And so it's the same wow. respect with the devil. I mean, Ignatius of Loyola said that's how he wants to work as a mistress. Mm. Because once you expose him to another, you know, there's one saint who said, a temptation disclosed is half overcome. And wow. so we've got to disclose Power it to ourselves. You know, of just right. like, in the name of Jesus Christ, I, you know, I bind this, I rebuke this, and I renounce my affection for the sin. I'll say it three times, I'm going to do it. There's just something in exercising the power of the will 
against that. It doesn't make it all go mm. away, no. but it calls it out and, and brings you a new spiritual strength when you realize the enemy. I, I remember struggling with this as, young, as a young man and, and just the, the difficulty of, of renouncing that affection for that sin because I, I really thought this is part of who I am. Oh, yeah. Like if I give up that, that fire, what else is there to replace it? Yeah. And it really comes down to a lack of trust in the Lord. He's yeah. like, come on, man. There's and sometimes our way sins more to replace it. become our companions instead of God. Yeah. In those times of loneliness and darkness, we've been through a lot with those sins. You know, porn's been there for me. Yeah. You know, and this, this thing that I've always turned to, has always been that consolation during these times of desolation. Mm. It's scary to let go of that. Will God really console me when I can get that consolation on the internet in five minutes and all of a sudden all that loneliness and isolation I've been going through all day evaporates at least for 10 minutes you know it, it a trust Jesus has trust. Is better yeah there's a, you really can't you can't you can't conquer any of this stuff without faith yeah it's just mm -hmm. not gonna happen great question what can parents do this is a question that was just texted and what can parents do to help keep their kids away from porn well, they got to get smash all their phones. Yeah, that'd now, be a good start. Do? That'd be a good start. They got to get computer literate. I mean, because the the parents don't even know how to open an email attachment. The kids like hacking into the Pentagon's website after school for fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like catch up, parents. So, but 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 you're busy, parents. Yeah. I mean, I'm busy. Yeah. Like, how do you get on top of it? Covenant Eyes came out with this great. It's called a safe digital family challenge thing. All you got to do is you text the word safe to the number six six eight six six. So the safe. Phone, you just, text, number, you just six, write the six, word eight, safe, six, six. send it to the phone number 66866, click send, and then you'll get free for a week a video every day. It's like four minutes long. That'll set up screen security for the family. Mm. Here's how we do it on MacBook. Here's how we do it on YouTube, Instagram, Chrome, Snapchat. So by the end of the week, you're going to feel as a parent, okay, I, I got that figured out. Because if you had to one by one figure out, okay, here we go. The kid's got a Surface Pro and they have Instagram and TikTok. How do I set up security settings, password? It's overwhelming. And so Covenant Eyes walks through it all for you already. And then it also explains how Praise to set God. up that accountability software that can block the porn, send you report every On day. all devices. Every screen in the house. And don't okay. just put it on the kids. I mean, put it on the parents too. Let your kids know what you're looking at and tell them that. Isn't you can check cool. out my report. I'll check out yours. We're just going to hold each other accountable. Aren't we on the same on the Ruins standing? the whole thing. Just yeah. ruins the mood. Yeah, they can't right there. be like, oh, like yeah. I was going to pull out my amendment rights and how you're infringing upon my free yeah, speech, yeah. and now we're yeah. on the same The standard. idea of your mom seeing what you're looking at is the biggest turnoff ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just the mood just plummets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this, none of this stuff uh, just comes from a place of theory for you. Yeah. I, I know that you've conquered this yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your, your journey yeah. With conquering uh, your struggles with lust, with porn as a kid, uh, that, that have fueled, I mean, the, the advice I'm reading here, it's like, oh, this, this comes from life experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a lifelong battle. It's not like, yeah. well, I signed my chastity commitment card when I was 16, yeah. <laughs> and I've been good ever yeah. since. Like, yeah, I trashed the porn in high school, and I've never yeah. gone back. But, I mean, still, the devil's like a, a roaring lion looking for someone to oh, devour. Yeah. You have to yeah. be vigilant against that. And so, I mean, for me, the porn started, like, early grade school. I mean, seeing the stuff when I was, like, in second grade, I mean, uh, you know, just mm. found some magazine in the street. And then before you know it, my friend down the street had it. And then mm. my cousin had it. And then you'd find it because their dads had it. That's how you'd always get the stuff. Mm. And the, but even my high school, one guy in my high school passed out porn from his locker to anyone who'd vote for him as senior class and no. vice president. No. I mean, I don't know where he's there. He's probably in Congress by now, but like, <laughs> we just, we'd laugh it off. Like, oh, no one's getting hurt. But like, dude, we were just getting emasculated left and right by the stuff and just Whoa. so hooked in. And, and it was hard to break free from the stuff. I mean, but thanks be to God, that was really before the internet was very popular. I mean, it was just start, porn was just starting to come into the internet when I was getting out of it. My yeah. friend was 
was like, look, you can see porn on the internet. I'm like, you serious? And I went over to his house and he dialed up the World Wide Web. And like, it took like so long yeah, for the right pixelated there. image to show up. I had basically finished puberty and lost interest altogether by the time <laughs> the image showed But like now it's just such a different game because like right there on that kid's phone, oh, there's no access. filter. You're dead, mate. Yeah. And so, you it know, it took work when we were kids. Yeah, you know, but but you could throw away it and it was gone. Yeah. You know, now you throw away and it's just back there the yeah. next day. It's right there yeah. waiting for you. And so it, it was definitely a journey and not just getting rid of the porn, but healing the wounds cuz some people think mm -hmm. I got porn out, I'm healed. It's like that's like me sticking like your Braveheart sword upstairs and you right, pulling it right, outside right. like you're healed. Like no, your intestines are on the floor. <laughs> like, like we're not healed because it's Let's out. Let's deal with the roots. Now we got to start mending yeah. the scar tissue yeah. and relearning how to look at the human body and that's the lifelong work. That's amen. Uh, but you know, when I was a kid, I went to this retreat, and this guy was had the courage to get in front of everybody. He's probably forty years old, mm -hmm. and he started to cry. And he said, "I spent," he said, "he spent twenty-five years addicted to porn and masturbation." And um, actually, he started the talk by saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there with the M word." And, and yeah. we're like in sixth grade. I'm like, "No, please don't. Yeah, don't take please that don't word. do this." <laughs> uh, but it woke me up to the fact yeah. that whoa, this is a problem. Yeah, and. Uh, a, a big part of my path to freedom, and mm -hmm. I love the freedom on the other side, because yeah. you really, it really, the more you build the virtue, yeah. the easier it gets. It's yeah. just, I'm not, in, I'm not interested. Yeah. Not that I don't have testosterone in my body, but like I just prefer the, the purity, the, yeah. the freedom of, of being yeah. able to love. That's what purity yeah. make, makes you do. Uh, but, but mortification was a key part of my journey. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I, I, I made a promise to myself, run around the block with my shoes off every time I messed up and go face-to-face <laughs> to, face to confession. I had big calves by the end of that battle. <laughs> Uh, and you use the word mortification in the book, which is a, an old school word in, yeah. ca in Catholic uh, theology and practice. Talk about mortification. What's that look like in this battle against porn? Yeah, there's, I mean, it's, it's a dying to self that has to happen. Yeah. And so if I can't deny myself ketchup, I mean, how am I going to deny myself porn? Yes. And so let's start with baby steps. Let's start, it's like, I can up, skip man. that. You know, yeah. I, I can, and it, you, you know, just start with what's within your means. Don't overwhelm yourself by taking on penances that are too extreme. And then you just get overwhelmed. I can't do this. And you throw the towel in. Just start with those little deaths to self, because there's life in that. I, I think I would use an analogy in the book of a, uh, there's a type of tree, the lodgepole pine, it is that, that the mm. seeds only sprout through a forest fire. Mm. It's the only way the thing can spread. Mm. It has to burn off the resin of the seeds, and then a whole new stand of trees will grow in its place. And, and it's kind of like, the, sometimes a death has to happen in order for a new life to come. Mm. And so whether it mean, mean fasting, uh, but it doesn't have to be fasting from food, fasting from social media. Like maybe I can live without apps for a month. Be amazed how it, it, it alters your appetite. It's Baby like if you, steps. Yeah, it's like if you drink <clears> a lot of soda steps. and then you start drinking water, you start not wanting the soda yeah. anymore. Yeah. You start, the sugar cravings change when you shift the diet because yeah. you can feed off what you really need instead of what your brain is telling you is going to satiate you. Jason, I, I, I've met people who it, it's not just a, a temptation or struggle, but it's full-blown addictive level. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the tragedies of addiction is that it, it takes away the le legitimate enjoyment of something. Alcohol yeah. is a great blessing. Yeah. Become an addict. One of the tragedies when you're recovering is like, I can no longer have something that everybody else gets to enjoy as an actual blessing. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the person who's, who's been wounded by this profoundly, maybe within marriage, yeah. what's the hope like on the other side? Yeah. Can, 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 can this be normal again? Or is, is it about giving up a, a, your definition of normal and changing that? Yeah, I mean, the brain, the neuroplasticity of the brain is a good and bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be bent in the wrong direction, um, and it can be bent in the right direction. So healing can actually take place. Yes, yeah, scar tissue is going to remain, and it's going to be a journey. But, I mean, where's the hope in porn? I mean, do we really want to be some, like, 
35-year-old porn addict who's got to slap my laptop shut when my daughter comes in the office because she can't see what dad's seeing. Oh, totally, it's like, yeah. like, what hope is in yeah. this? Like, yeah. And so the devil's going to make you think, but it's going to be impossible. It's always going to be this hard. But it's like having two magnets close to each other, yeah, it's tough. But as they get away, like, wait a minute, okay, this is doable. Yes. And so, Amen. but the healing takes time according to how deeply we've been entrenched in it. Mm. And for some people, the, the, you know, uh, St. Francis de Sales give this analogy of when the fruit has been damaged, mm. um, it takes devotion in, either to, in, in order to preserve that, mm. in order to make that last longer. Whereas when the fruit is whole, it doesn't require as much, you mm. know, care. And so mm. once, I mean, we're all damaged fruit, you know, Amen. being raised in this culture. But, you know, God's mercy is is every day brand new. Amen, and and he, can, he can bring about the, the desires that you really long for that porn never gave you. Amen. Because Amen. It, it never satisfied you. Amen. Because after it was done, you didn't feel better about yourself. And, and you have in you what it takes to break free. And, I, and guys are like, but you don't understand how powerful these temptations are. I'm like, dude, you're sitting in the library on your phone and you're looking at this garbage. And then some girls walk by, you've had her eye on her all semester long and she's about to walk right past you and see that you're looking at this on the internet, you know how fast you'd flip that screen off? Be like, oh, brother. I'm doing my chemistry yeah. homework right now. Yeah. Like your body, how oh, did yeah. you overcome that? Yeah. Because there's a more noble desire and Amen. you tap into that. Amen. And within marriage too, I mean, we've all experienced this in marriage. Mm -hmm. when, when there's a wound that someone recovers from, yeah. and we've had wives who have dealt with sexual abuse. Yeah. Uh, are things normal as I would think a perfectly healthy marriage would be? Maybe, maybe yeah. never, however, yeah. Uh, the way we've walked through fire for one another, out of yeah. love for each other, mm -hmm. there's a sharing that we get to know that other people don't ever understand. Yeah. And this is, this is the freedom and beauty waiting for people on the other side of this battle. Yeah. Uh, we got 60 seconds left. Uh, I, I, I want to read this, uh, this quote from Olmstead that, yeah. mm -hmm. that you started the book with. Imagine standing before the throne of God on Judgment Day, where the great saints of ages past who themselves dealt with preeminent sins in their own day will say to each other, we dealt with the trouble of lust in our day, but those 21st century men, how happy, the, these happy few battled the beast up close. Thanks for starting with that, brother, yeah. because it, it's, it's the battle. Some people look at the battle and feel defeated by virtue of the fact that they're in the battle yeah. or they're struggling. Yeah. And all this practical advice and all this, this love you're throwing at people through this book, it, it reinforces the message that your father's on your side. And the battle is exactly what makes us the great saints that he's calling us to be. Thanks for Amen. the message of hope Amen. and freedom and love. Amen. I love you, man. I thanks for, thanks for this. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.